Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. I've been battling allergies for years now. Let me tell you, they've been a real ordeal in my life. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available release sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, gang? Welcome to The Greatness Machine. I'm your host, Darius Mershazde. I'm so pumped to have you here with me. Now, listen, The Greatness Machine, we're about two things. Number one, people who are living their passions. And number two, those who are creating greatness in the world and doing both of these things despite the odds against them. Each episode, we're going to feature interviews with game changers, business leaders, you know, telling us their origin stories, what made them tick, what got them to where they are now. Why? So it can help you step into your greatness within your life, your business, and your career. Occasionally, you might hear a few solo episodes from myself, moi, as I say, as I leverage my 20 years of entrepreneurship as a CEO and founder to help you grow and level up in your journey to scale your life and your business. So, Come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversation, and I'm stoked to have you here with me. Wow, what can I say? What an amazing episode of The Greatness Machine. Jim Shields, from the author of an entrepreneur, an author of the family board meeting. We talk all things best practices around how to really connect and make your family life way better. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're a business person, if you have a family, you need to listen to this episode. Probably one of the best episodes we've ever aired when it comes on the subject of how to create the most badass family you've ever wanted to create. Uh, looking forward to you listening to this. Stay tuned. Guys, welcome to today's episode of The Greatest Machine. I'm your host, Darius Mershazade, and boy, do we have an amazing guest. My man, Jim Shales, is in the house. Jim, good to see you, my friend. Hey, Darius. Good to see you, buddy. You know, I screwed up, and I forgot. Did I pronounce your last name properly? Shields? Shields. It sounds like there's a D. There's not. Just think of Brooke Shields. You got it right. Oh, all right, cool. When you have a last name like Mershazade, you feel like an obligation to get people's last names right. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, man, uh, welcome to the show. I'm pumped to have you here. Do you mind if I do a little bit of housekeeping and then we're going to get pumping? Does that work? Yeah, no worries. No problem. Awesome. Listen, if you're an audience member, you're new to the show, Greatness Machine, we're about two things. We're about people who live in their passions and those are creating greatness in the world and doing so despite the odds. And my man Jim is here, here is neither short of passion nor greatness. So I was telling Jim before the show, I I got introduced to his work. It's, it, it, a lot of times people come on the show and it's like, I'm either don't know them and I'm like, I want that person on the show, which is definitely the case here with Jim. And in some cases, it's like I get hit from like eight angles on their work. And in his case, I had John Vroman, Justin Donald, Eddie Perez, all great friends of mine who have were talking about this thing called the family board meeting. And so Eddie read the book. And I was like, man, you got I got I got introduced to this book in this stage. You got it. You got to check this out. And I'm like, what is he? So it's family board meeting. I'm doing one with my daughter today. We're going to Six Flags. I'm like, what's a family board meeting? 
now I had heard about this a little bit, but I just I didn't fully understand it. And he explained it to me and what we talked about it in the show. And I picked up the book, and you guys all know I'm a I'm a book warrior. So I pounded through this book in like two days, day and a half, and I was like, Oh, we're doing family board meeting. And and the next thing I, I know, I have scheduled them with my family. And I will say this, it has been a freaking game changer for me and my family. And you guys all know I love my family, so I asked Jim if he'd be on the show. He was kind enough to oblige us. And here we are, my friend. So welcome to the greatness machine, man. I'm so pumped to teach everybody all this cool stuff you're working on. Yeah, I think we got some some good conversation to have. That's for sure. Awesome. Well, um, if you don't mind, I'm going to do your formal bio. And then I'd love if you could kind of give our audience a little bit of your origin story. You know, like how did you get to where you yeah. got to? And how did you, you know, decide to do the work you're doing? So, um, you know, the greatness machine was really born out of entrepreneurial pain, um, and, and many of us, you know, we learn our toughest lessons and then we go and share it with the world. And, and Jim, Jim has really taught some amazingness with his, with his, uh, entrepreneurial experience. He's a real estate entrepreneur, award-winning author of the book, the family board meeting, which I'm showing you a copy right here. Uh, Jim is also known as the crazy glue for entrepreneur families. He's the owner and founder of the family education company, 18 summers. And we're here to talk about all the amazingness he's doing around making entrepreneurs and business folks, and maybe even non-entrepreneurs really build better families. So Jim, I'd love if you could give us your origin story. Tell us a little bit about how you got to this place and, and some of your backstory, if you don't mind. Yeah. So back in 2011, I got sent uh, an, an article about a guy named Isaacson. Uh, Walter Isaacson's claim to fame is he was the biographer for Steve Jobs. And uh, this was a really interesting read, Darius, because basically what it said is Steve Jobs spent his final days surrounded by close family and used the opportunity for final interviews to explain to his wife and children why he wasn't there for them. Uh, and Jobs was quoted in the article of saying he wished he had spent more time. And the the biographer cut him off, and this is on his final days, and said, Steve, are you glad you had a family? Are you glad you had children? And Steve Jobs fired right back. And what he said was this, um, it's 10,000 times better than anything I've ever done. And when I'm sitting there reading this article, it was a very interesting time in my life, Darius. You know, Steve had just passed away a few days ago. I'd been following the news, the media on it, you know, and I saw all the candlelight vigils and the, uh, the murals that were being done and read about the crate you know, entrepreneurial adventures that motivated me, but no one was talking about this. And I had this aha that uh, reprioritized pretty much my life. And it was at a time mm -hmm. I really needed to to do that because I knew uh, sitting there that day, Darius, if the drug of health had been pulled out from underneath me the same way it was Steve, I'd be in the same situation probably. I'd be using the chance for final interviews to explain why I hadn't been there. You know, uh, it was a time in my life I was bringing my real estate investment company back from near extinction, you know, from the 08 meltdown. You know, yeah. today things are great. That wasn't what it was like back in 2011 coming out of 08. Uh, I was in the process of, of adopting my two oldest children. I now have five children. Uh, but not only was I going through the adoption, but my wife and I were going through the pain of uh, miscarriages, which if anyone's gone through that, especially any women out there, it, it is a devastating thing for your wife to go through. Uh, and to top it all off, I had just been uh, approved that week to donate a kidney to my father through the Mayo Clinic. And uh, that's not something I was thinking was going to happen ever in my life. And him and I hadn't had the best relationship, not a terrible one, but not a very close one. And so really, Darius, at that point in my life, I got hit to a point of critical. And it just changed the way I looked at family life. 
And that's where it came out of these family board meetings to get to know my, you know, two adopted sons who, you know, I adopted at seven and five and went on to have three more children. And that's where it all started um, was I wanted to, what I decided was I wanted to be successful in business and successful at home. And that might be sound oversimplistic, but man, I've seen so many people miss the mark on that. And I didn't want to be one of them. And believe me, I was in danger of being one of them. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. In the world of successful partnerships, names like Procter & Gamble, Ben & Jerry, and supply and demand echo through business history. But when it comes to growing your business, who are the perfect partners? That's you and Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. We're talking from launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-hit-a-million-dollar-order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or promoting productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic your AI-powered all-star. Picture this, a time when my business was facing a tough hurdle and I wasn't sure how to break through. But then came the breakthrough moment, a game changer that took my business to the next level. You know, what I absolutely adore about Shopify is its unparalleled ability to adapt and grow with your ambitions. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklyn and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 75 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Darius, all lowercase. That's D-A-R-I-U-S. Go to shopify.com slash Darius now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Darius. Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. Hey there, friends. It's Darius Mishazda here, and I have a little confession to make. You see, I've been battling allergies for years now. And let me tell you, they've been a real ordeal in my life. Allergies have been my constant companion. They stop me from fully enjoying the little things in life, from canceling plans with friends because of sudden allergy attack to missing out on an outdoor activity because of the sneezing fits. Allergies have been a real nuisance. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing and a runny nose, itchy watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I've been a Claritin D user for many, many years now, and let me tell you, it's made a world of difference. Since I started using Claritin D, my symptoms have improved dramatically. Now I can breathe easier, enjoy outdoor activities without worrying about sneezing fits, and truly live my life without being held back by allergies. Ready to live as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter now. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear, uses directed. Wow. Well, myself being, uh, and I mentioned earlier before the show that I'm a recovering CEO, um, I definitely was at risk of that. Um, in 2018, I traveled 192 days that year and uh, had my own awakening moment. Um, now, my family was with me on some of those trips, but it doesn't matter. Like, you're not sleeping. You're, I, I come back from business trips, my kids would be taller. 
and and that's when you start to feel like a loser that's the technical term for it in my in my world uh i felt like a loser um <laughs> so let me ask you a question i mean I, it's funny when we talk about steve jobs right because and, and and i don't i don't know the man and obviously there's a lot of you know glory around him in the business world but the little i have heard was that he was kind of a dick when it came to being a dad, right? Like, like yeah. He, well, he, I think he was kind of a dick in all things, right? But the th- the thing for me, Darius, I was like, oh well, and that that was my first thing when I read that article. I crossed up my arms and I said, oh well, Steve Steve Jobs had a reputation for being an asshole. And then I thought, well, hold on, the things that he's saying. How many times did I switch the benchmarks of saying once I hit this one, then I'll hang mm. out? How many times did I say that I'd be available and I wasn't available, right? And and I started to think. Okay, Steve Jobs had that reputation, but I also read across different philosophies, actually some of our mutual friends in GOT, that a a person receives extreme clarity at the end of their life. Right. That that's a common thing across a lot of different philosophies. And if there's any truth to that, Darius, maybe Steve Jobs just left me a very important clue. And so I don't have to agree with the way Steve Jobs was. I'm certainly not saying that. Sure, some things have motivated me, definitely not fatherhood. But here was a man at the end of his life who was getting all of these attentions and glories and and vigils. And and all he said is, God, I wish I had spent more time with my family. That's the lesson I take from Steve Jobs. What what, what a pearl, right? Um, because I think everyone, yeah. you hear all these like, no one ever, you know, t- talks about what they bought when they're on their deathbed type of things, right? And you always hear stuff like this. And then we get into the hedonic treadmill, right? Especially as entrepreneurs, because you're around, there's a lot of like attaboys when you start doing well, or when you're not doing well, you you know, at least in my book and in my experience, you kind of feel like shit, like, because your identity is tied to your business. And you're like, oh, I'm not badass. I was, I was an Inc. 5000 CEO. And here I am struggling right now. And I'm going to prove them wrong, right? It takes a lot to be a, a strong business person. And so yes. I think that like, on paper, it's all logical. But in practice, it's hard. And, and so, you know, in my experience, it maybe it does take that awakening. I mean, I will tell you, I was a person and I want to get into your work in a second here, because I think that you and I probably have learned, gotten, we came to the same conclusion. You just came to it earlier than I did. Uh, fortunate for you, unfortunate for me, but I'm happy I got there finally. Um, yeah, you're there, which was, you're there a lot than the most successful entrepreneur of all time. Think of it that. That's pretty powerful. Uh, I, I, I've been wanting to beat Steve Jobs at something. So finally, finally I did it. <laughs> Mission <laughs> accomplished. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'll, the next one's business, but you know, family. Fa- hey, I, be- I beat him with what he cared about most. You know, <laughs> um, no, but 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 it, it, all jokes aside, um, you know, I, and this makes a lot of sense. Is that my experience was, and I think I always tell young entrepreneurs this who who are like talking about not having families, or if they they're like reconsidering. I go, hey, listen, you're having children and having a family, but having children specifically, because I think this is where your work really comes to play. It's the first time in your life you ever love something more than yourself, right? That's at least by my experience. And so, mm-hmm. and then on the, that's juxtaposed with this mistress that we have, which is our business, right? Which, which we show up to that thing like when we're not well-trained. And there's no rule book for this, right? This is why books like yours are so powerful. Like, how, like so what do you do with that? You know, I love my kids more than myself. I got this mistress that's whispering in my ear 24 seven to come hang out. Right. So you read the Steve jobs thing. That's probably, I'm assuming that that was part of your reality. That was definitely my reality. What, how does that transform into where you've led to now? I'd love to hear that part of the story. 
it it made me reassess time and priority and ask the question, is my family just getting the leftovers? And how can I take some of the, you know, more core principles and and use them in the, in the family side of the business, like success in business, success at home. Vern Harnish, we were talking about him just catching up before, you know, datum rhythms and priorities, right? That was the whole Rockefeller principles. And I started to get really, really focused, on, Darius, on family rhythms. What are the rhythms? What are, what is, how can I beat the drum to keep things in rhythm at home? And that's what really brought up the family board meeting where I thought, this is crazy. You know, every 90 days I'll get together with, with my business team and reassess where we're at and, and plan ahead for the next 90 days. Why can't I do that with my family? Why can't I do it with my, with my children? So it was just a realization of, oh, I was all proud. I could put these, these, these rhythms into my business and Brian, oh, I, I meet with my CFO every Thursday at three o'clock sharp every time. Right. And then I'd ask a room or myself, well, when's the last time you, you, what's, what's the day and time you go out with your children each quarter or every week with your wife or spouse. And I couldn't answer those things. And so I started to think about how do I rhythmize in a simple fashion, but effective fashion, my family life. And that was a huge aha for me. And so, so, and again, I think being like anyone, if you're, uh, again, whether you're an entrepreneur listening to this or not, no one I think is going to question that, that, like if I go read Atomic Habits or if I go read BJ Fogg's Tiny Habits or I go read Vern Harder's Scaling Up or I go read EOS, you know, Traction. They're all going to say that, you know, the summer best practices for, for a personal, summer best practices for a business. To your point, logically speaking, yeah, we should have habits, right? Our habits and our, and our rhythms equals our outcomes. But, but I feel like logically, everyone understands that. Emotionally, people don't do it, right? And, and, and there's an incentive, like there's a great incentive for me to wake up in the morning, meditate, pound the weights, do a, a, a do Hal's program or miracle morning, which by the way, I love doing it. And I do it. Um, yet most yeah. people don't do it right. There's a logical reason for me to drink protein shakes and, uh, not smoke cigarettes. I don't smoke cigarettes, but let's just say I did, you know, and didn't do protein shakes. I would be like an unhealthy person, which there are people out there like that. Everyone knows that these are bad things yet. And it's hard to do. So, so like knowing that we want to build these rhythms into our families, What's a, what's a great, like, what was the first step for you that made it easy? Because I think I always found that pick, pick that minimum viable, like, step and go and do that so that you can't fail. But what, what's your recommendations or what are your thoughts when, when you put the book out, Family Board Meeting? I mean, and I'd love to get into what that looks like, but, but what's the minimum viable step for a busy person to start to make these adjustments that we're talking about? You know, it, that's a great question. And, and the answer is pretty simple. Principles can be used over and over. They can overlap, especially in some of our strongest relationships. So I'm going to go into three today that I think are, that they are just the peanut butter and jelly of, of, of a strong home life, I believe, and strong relationships. So we'll go over those. But I think along with those, do, do you want to hear what one of the biggest blocks when it comes to family life, your children, maybe your spouse, it's, it's that which we schedule gets done. Mm. Some reason this, the recovering CEO like you would be scheduled to the nines on this and you'd be all squishy on the family schedule, right? I'll squeeze it in here. I might do this. You know, we, we, we've done, you know, uh, date night with a question. My wife and I teach this class. And again, these are top performing people with good values you know, and they, I said, why have you, do you not set the, your date every week, the same time, 
same day, every week. Oh, I don't know. Well, we tried to do it. We tried to move this. And I found this with spending time with their children. I said, you don't even handle your own schedule anymore. If you're not putting it on the schedule, family life's going to get scheduled over. So really, Darius, the first step was I'm going to commit to some simple rhythms and I'm going to schedule them. If you don't schedule them, it's a pipe dream. It will not happen. Not to the busy entrepreneur out there. So scheduling it was number one. And number two is getting clear on a couple of principles that I know were, 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 you know, there's certain, like you said, you go to the gym, there's certain, certain exercise, you know, if I do this, um, it's going to keep my fitness at at least a certain level, right? There's ones you're just not going to leave out. Maybe it's, it's squat, it's bench press. There's a few things that you're doing. And I believe these principles practiced in rhythm or do the same thing. So we'll, we'll talk about those, but it's, it's getting clear on, it's not impersonal to schedule people like you schedule time with your children. I'm like, damn right. I do. Are you kidding me? As busy as I am, that can get rolled over. Next thing you know, it's freaking October. And I'm like, what happened? I meant, I meant, I had such good intention, right? Scheduling mm. takes away that. Oh, I had such good intention. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. It's like, show me where you spend your money and show me where you spend your time and I'll show you what's a priority. Right. And, and, yeah. And that makes sense. Um, I'm a person, I'm, you know, and I'm, I was, you know, you, you know, Rand Stegan, I'm assuming you know Rand too. Oh, I love uh, Rand. Yeah. I went to Stegan leadership, highly recommend it to anyone out there. Oh, you're an ILP grad. Yeah. Yeah. Me, me too. All right, man. Look yeah. All this stuff. I was with a bunch of your GOT buddies in that one actually. So no way. I'm <laughs> Hamilton. I graduated in uh, February 20. Uh, but Rand, we Rand's episode for greatness machine literally is playing. It just, just got launched today. It's the second time he's been on the show. So there you go, man. No wonder we like yeah. each other so much. He's been a big supporter of our book too, which I greatly appreciate and a good family man. So yeah. And so, so let's use ILP talk. So we're talking, we're going conscious leadership audience. So, so ILP talk is, you know, time blocking, right? So I'm a person, I always joke because I teach FLC, which is his foundational leadership course. And I teach that to my, some of my, my companies I work with and, and I go, Hey, listen, I'm a so- solid C minus student, you know, but I'm good at teaching the content and, and, and probably the area where I'm, I'm, I struggle the most is I break appointments, you know, not all the time. They're on my calendar. I block, I time block for myself. I mean, I have appointments with myself to do stuff and I do some with my family and I'm, and I, and I bat about 50%. It's just, you know, like I'll break those appointments. I mean, you know, my date nights are my, my calendar that I, that my wife and I slack off on. So I know it's wrong, but, but how do you, what do you give, to, like, how do you break that cycle? Because I think it's hard sometimes. Well, this, this is, this is a great breakdown. I'm glad you brought this up, Darius, because the problem with us entrepreneurs is we're overachievers and we try to overachieve something. It's almost like overtraining in the gym. And then we just completely overwhelm ourselves and throw the baby out with the bathwater and say, oh shit. So like I explained my family board meeting, we're talking about a half a day, once a quarter with each of your children. And then when I go to the principals, people get excited and they're like, ah, F that I'm going to do one every week. This is so good. Well, your, your, your intention is good, but then you overwhelm. It doesn't have time to seize and it doesn't have much potency. You overschedule and then you fail and you're like, forget it. But, and that's the same thing with, with date night where I'm like, I, I have a very simple thing. So here's, here's something Darius for you and your wife, same bat time, same bat channel. Like we're doing this interview now and it's a great time to do it because in another hour and a half, I said, Darius, I can't do it because every Wednesday, unless there's something really important, I have to trade over 530 to 830 is date night. We know the sitter is going to be there every week. It's hump, hump day. So it's great middle of the week time. We, 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 I'm 
because the week happened so quick. I'm like, oh, should we try to do a date on Friday or let's do this one? And by picking that same bat time, same bat channel, I bet you your your success rate is going to go up 70%. I love um, that. And I, yeah, it's that simple, picking same time because I mess things up. So I, my ADD is going to screw that up if it's not the same time, same day. And so I do that. And then with my kids, people go, oh, man, that seems so impersonal. That's all you're spending, a half day, a quarter? I said, no, but I can tell you the time in between those half days, one-on-one, and we'll get into this, is just so much more meaningful, so much more below the surface. And now for guys that you named, I mean, they've been following our board meeting strategy, our family board meeting strategy for 10 years. So you do four times 10, you know, four meetings a year. That's 40 one-on-one days you had with your child using some of the principles we're going to talk about. I wish I had that with my dad. He died last year. I didn't, I could count on one hand, not even less than one hand, how many times I had a day like that with my dad. Now people have been practicing this for a decade and over like myself, like Rome and other people, you're talking 40, 50 meetings with each of their children where they've been markers of their relationship the whole way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, my dad, I can't count on one finger a day like that. Like I'm, I'm not joking. Like my dad was yeah. Persian dude that just like just cultural disconnect. Like the kids were there to work, the work in the fields, you know, like, no, I like it, it was not a, a great relationship from that perspective, but that makes so much sense. Right. So, so let's dig into that because I actually did my first family board meeting last spring or fall with what, with my youngest son. I took him out of school early. We went and rode go karts and got, got, P. Terry's burgers here in Austin and, and it did And we, ha- I'll be, I'll be honest, we haven't done one since, but, but we're, but we're, I told my wife, Hey, I really want to get this off the ground. So, so we're, we're really trying to do that now, but I'd love if you could talk about what is the family board meeting for listeners that don't know, how does it work? And, and what are ways that they should start thinking about it if they want to maybe try to incorporate it into their families? Yeah, no problem. So the, the, the family board meeting is a twist on words for us businessmen. We all used to do, for most of our businesses, quarterly meetings, right? The quarterly meeting. Let's do a quarterly meeting, reunite the team, look ahead to the next 90 days. That's all I do with my children. Every quarter I have a set, quote unquote, board meeting uh, with each of them. Um, And there's only three guiding principles for these days. And these days have now helped tens of thousands of families, connect with their children on a deeper level, create more mutual trust and respect, have conversations they never thought, create memories that they probably would have never had time for. That's what it's about. It's about strengthening the family as a whole. Um, And we're going to go into that by separating the parts. And the good thing about these principles we'll talk about now, Darius, you can move these three principles over with your spouse, with some of your other deeper friendships, with possibly some other relatives, but starting with your children and then your immediate family, it just will have huge results. So when, when folks, you know, look at the family board meeting, you know, spending time and, and I guess I'll use myself as an example. I read the book and, and I, I, like I said, I did it. I did it with my, my younger son. And then, and then it was like, ah, oh, where do I find this half day with my other kid? And then it just didn't, and then it didn't happen. But then what I ended up doing was, so I'm taking my son to New York city, literally on Friday, we're doing a bigger version where we're doing a weekend away, which yeah, is cool. Which it's not you're, you're it's, about the same principles. Yeah. Which and, I think and, is huge. Yeah. So yeah. So the one thing uh, I want to say is I don't want you beating yourself up. This is, so one of the things is, 
if you had scheduled it, it probably would have happened. And secondly, I hear so many people go, yeah, I did one, I stopped. And there's that, I'm going to beat the shit out of myself internally. It's like, no, yeah. screw that. Get back on the horse. You're still a dad. You still have a chance to do it. Like, so what if you miss that time? Let's look ahead. Like this is, you know, real a mental shift where I just hate to see dads beat themselves up. Yeah. It would have been great if you did. You didn't schedule it. You know better now. Let's get back to it. You know, it, it, do you think it has to be during a weekday or do you think like, like what are your thoughts on that? Because could you do it weekends, weekdays? What's, what's, what are some like cheat, cheat codes? Morning, morning, nights, weekends. Now for me, um, I like to, since I'm an entrepreneur, I do like to take a time out of the week and pull them out of school. Um, I think that's kind of cool. I mean, talking, two days a, a year out of school, because maybe the other ones you do afternoons or weekends, there's kind of a, 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 a fun satisfaction of, of them playing hooky from their responsibilities and me as well to focus on our relationship. And I'm confident in 50 years, they're going to say, I don't know what the hell I would have learned in school that day. But man, that conversation and day I had with my dad is something I still live with. That's kind so- of my mindset. Yeah, I like that. I like that, and and and, and I think I, I and, and I think the fact that there's some flexibility. Obviously, you got to pick, do whatever works for you, right? Like that's with all these sorts yeah, of things. Whatever, whatever your schedule allows you to do, that's what you do. And guess what? Through the pandemic, it was 2021. Me, the the creator of this, I only did three board meetings with each of my kids. You're supposed to do four a year. <sighs> like, is if it, just putting it into rhythm though? Like you said, Darius, you're saying I could count on one finger. I'm saying I could count on one hand. We're we're already creating a more in-depth relationship than you and I were ever given. And isn't that what it's all about? So do what you can when you can. And that that's the starting point. And schedule it where you're you're gonna be less likely to fail. And look at the quarter ahead of time and put it on the count. Didn't you notice? Remember that the the big rocks thing where if you put the big rocks in first, then into the jar, then you can fit more in around it. Same thing here. Let's look at just the next 90 days. Don't look at the next four years of board means. The next 90 days, I'm going to clump one on the calendar for this son, one here for that son. And now you got to schedule around it, you know, and, and that's, that's, I'm telling you, this is like the secret sauce where it's not that it's not worth it. You don't know that you don't believe in it. It's that scheduling. We get that. We're going to get this handled. I, I like that because so one of the things you know in my business I did this and 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 it's actually not worked with the family board meeting which which you just kind of gave me a little bit of permission was I and I and I work with a lot of entrepreneurs I advise them now um, and I go look you have to plan out your next four quarters I want those on the calendar or else they're not going to happen because what I found was the businesses wouldn't do it they would they would forget they get busy and then oh shoot it's we're doing Q two I'm like it's already April what do you mean you're doing Q two like you're, you, you, you're already in the quarter. You have to schedule it in advance. Yep, and so I, I, so I tried doing that, which is why I'm going to New York literally t- on Friday with my son for two days. And my wife's going to Dallas to do medieval times and, the, you know, go to Nick and Sam's for chocolate cake with my younger son. Awesome. You know, it's just something fun to do. But what I heard you just say, and for me, I was like, all right, hey, we got to plan Q2. I'm doing the same shit I do in my business. And my wife, who's not a business person, who's like the antithesis of my hardcore scheduling, like is not like, you know, coming along for the ride. So what I'm hearing you say is like, all right, Darius, great. You got, you got Q1. You got the one for the, the, this 90 days. Go, go sit down and pick the next 90 days. Just do it one at a time and just, just make sure is that, is that, do you find That's that that works for a lot of people? 
that's what I personally do. I look at the quarters. So if I try to plan more than a quarter ahead, and I'm also a crammer. So guess what, Darius? It might be the last few days of the quarter. But guess what? I get it done. So it's this is this is exactly whatever works for you. But I found if you at least put one more on the calendar, even at the end of the following quarter that's coming ahead of you, then you have something to look forward to. There's something I talk about in the book that's called anticipation. Anticipation is a very, very powerful um, motivator. And so when you have one scheduled out 90 days, your kid's going to be planning on it. They're going to be talking about it. They're going to be reflecting on the last one that hopefully happened 90 days earlier. But when you're in, you know, like when you used to anticipate a holiday or a birthday, you're keeping that positive anticipation by putting one more on the calendar. I mean, my kids still ask for it. And I, I go all the way up to 19 now. And they still look forward. They still have that anticipation. If you schedule it all the way out, they might not get it. But the next one, and you're putting it on kind of their horizon, man, they look forward to it. And so do I. What do you do with the kids as far as having them decide what you want to do? Because what I found with my kids, I'm like, hey, here's we're going to do a board meeting. It's half day, whatever you want to do. And then they, they don't come up with anything. And I'm like, I, I feel like I'm well, driving the bus a little bit. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, sometimes I didn't really have a problem with that. Our kids just would create anything, anything. So I've had princess parties to, you know, fishing to climbing this and that. So they were pretty creative. If they're feeling a little shy, what I would encourage you to do is be listening to what they're kind of showing interest in. Maybe it's fishing, maybe it's cars. I don't I don't know what it is. But then make a recommendation of something it sounds like that has been piquing their interest. Oh, my friends went and went up the lighthouse. They said the view is incredible. And I, I, you know, footnote that and I say, hey, well, you're not sure. Did you want to try to climb the lighthouse? That's, you know, you can recommend something, but you have to listen to kind of what they're showing interest in. The thing you don't want to do is let's say you and I are big. Where, where, where's home for you again, Darius? I'm, I'm Austin, Texas. Okay, so let's say you're, you know, you're, you're like, I want to go to, to uh, you know, the Texas game, you know, the, the college game, but your kid has no interest in football. Don't put your hobbies on top of them. That's a really bad habit we have. Um, and, and, and then it's like we're, we're punching ourselves in the arm. Oh, I'm so glad we bonded. But you're dragging them along in something they really have no interest in. This is the beauty. I mean, we get ownership by helping create something. That's why I like to let the kids choose. Don't start pushing them towards something you want to do. Believe me, a princess party wasn't my favorite thing to do with my daughter, but she was ecstatic. I like fishing. It's not my favorite. If I can be around the ocean, I'm going to be surfing every time. My son loves fishing. I love my son. He decides to go fishing. I'm all in. So always try to encourage their interest and listen. You know, you, this is where you can have fun picking up clues. Like, hey, I heard that you were you know, uh, wanting to go, uh, you know, you're into the medieval stuff. I know there's a medieval uh, store that does swords. Do you want to go down there and see how they make the swords? Oh, dad, great idea. Do you see how that might work? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, that makes sense. And so talking about the half day, is it like, uh, you know, 
and obviously that again do what works is it like hey four hours or sometimes it's three or sometimes it's six how do you think about that well when i started with my kids at two and a half they fell asleep at hour three so you know so i made it as long as i could and it, it, the reason we did four hours is, is we did this research and once you once you have four hours together you know like an hour meal is great but once you're together for four hours and, and experiment with this tell me how you feel you know, after your your trip to New York, once you've kind of crossed the four hour threshold, Darius, something happens where it's, there's a decompression, like that rush of the next thing you're supposed to be doing, the more mundane, you know, have you, have you to check your seatbelt, da, 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 whatever it is, like you slow down, you're kind of in front of each other and you're more present after four hours. That's why that gives time for decompression when you set four hours. If you're there for a half hour, 50 minutes, yeah, it's good. But a four-hour span has a lot more of a decompression where you're more present and you're more emotionally available. I love that. And that that makes sense, right? It's almost like when you go on vacation and after like two days, you finally can like settle in. Same idea, but just like done with the kids. The kids are in their, their, their concept of time, even our concept of time is 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 hour by hour right um so yeah. i get that what do you think um you know right now and i'm a person where if you know i see people hang out with their families at the dinner table and there's like everyone's on their phones and i'm like oh hell no what are your thoughts around devices let's let's go through the three principles because these three principles you know these are the cheat sheet these are yeah, the healthy hack these are as as clear as gravity and they're they're and we're gonna that's number two. The first thing, Darius, which is the most overlooked, and I think it's 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 just baffling to me that it's not talked about more in relationship building therapy. If you want to have a stronger family life, you gotta separate the parts to strengthen the whole. One to one, the one to one principle is an absolute game changer for strengthening a family as a whole and strengthening individual relationships like you and your son will do. Like I came from a big Irish Catholic family, which means that I had like 4,000 cousins, right? And big family <laughs> gatherings, are, you know, they're great. But but it's one-on-one time that, that, that really gets you below the surface. That puts the magnifying glass on that relationship in a positive way. And, and it, it, it forces everyone out of their, out of their shell. Like, if you naturally are more of the quiet stoic one and your wife is always, you know, talking and keeping things going, guess what? You don't have your wife to lean on now, Darius. You need to step up and and kind of put aside that old, you know, kind of Persian, you know, roots that you had or my old Irish roots where just shut up. Don't talk about anything. You're not going to talk about feelings or anything or or so it, it puts us in the forefront with our son or our daughter. So that's what one-on-one time does. It also takes away sibling rivalry. Like you start to realize you're – how many times you're not there with one of your friends, one of their friends, your spouse, if they might lean on them more. One-on-one time is absolutely a, the most potent way to start developing a stronger family life as a whole. I love that. So what are your, um, and, and this and this may be a stupid question, but do you feel like the one-on-one, are you doing the family board meeting with your spouse too? Or is it just focused on kids and then you squeeze in the spouse thing if you can? So we're going to talk about so one to one intermittent tech fasting and saying the unspoken. We're going to talk about those three rules today. I do this with my spouse, and I do it with her every Wednesday, five thirty to eight thirty for date night, and we call it date night with a question. So if I had to give you two of my most powerful rhythms, or I'll give them three for my family, 
One is date night with a question every Wednesday, 530 to 830. We go on the date. We follow these principles I use on the family board meeting every week. It's three hours, so it's a little shorter, but it's still every week. And we don't go, we're not allowed to go and ask anymore, like, how was the weather? How did the kids do at school this week? Because that's like, wah, wah, wah. We prepare and we actually do decks of cards where we'll do at least one or two powerful questions every date night so that we keep dating, getting to know each other, you know, really deep ones, you know, really fun. Name of the top five vacations we ever took. And if you had to redo one of them, which one would we take? You know, name a time that I didn't show up for you and I could have done better in that, in that time. Like these are, mm. but, but dating instead of those, oh, did you get your uh, car cleaned yesterday? I mean, you know, we get, we get pushed out and then we get on the date night and have the time. We don't ask the right questions. So that's what I do with my date family board meeting. And then we do a family meeting where once a week we get together, what's been good, what hasn't worked, what's, what's we looking ahead to the, for the next week? Talking three rhythms, three. There's yeah. other ones, but those three are three of the, the most potent along with an education one I do with my kids. But all the principles of what I talked about can, can tie into this. When I'm getting together for a family board meeting with each of my children, it's one-on-one with my spouse for date night, one-on-one. Uh, the second principle, Darius, for date night and for the family board meeting is intermittent tech fasting. It's a it's a term we coined at 18 Summers. You know, I am pro-technology, but we have to have times of complete and total unavailability to connect with the people most important in front of us. And if we have that phone next to us, uh, on the, and I ruined date night the first few times we finally got it on the schedule, because Why? I was that idiot who took that text, who looked at that email, who followed a useless Facebook thread like that should never even be looked at. Um, And and there's no other way to say you are not as important as this than to be on a date or be on a family board meeting where you plan this one-on-one day and your phone gets in the way. And once you start to turn it off for those four hours or for the date night, you start to realize how much that's really been interrupting communication. What a bad example you've been setting. And, and people say, oh, no, it's my kids. No, normally it's us who set that worst example and they're just following suit. So principle number two, Darius, one-on-one, but then intermittent tech fasting. Now, I got that from intermittent fasting, you know? Sure. You're, you're a health guy. You're not giving up eating. You're just having a disciplined time to eat between this time and this time because why? It's better for weight maintenance, muscle rebuilding, organ revitalization, same thing here for your relationships. I'm not telling you to give up technology or even uh, you know, social media, although they think you should limit it and, and other things and email. But I'm saying between this time and this time on a date or a family board with my children, and I even do it one hour a day at least around dinner time. It's called the dinner time challenge. No one in our family can have their phones on. There's no phone on. I'm fasting. I'm fasting. I'm not giving up technology, but I'm going to have an intermittent fast so I can focus on the people most important to me. I love that, man. Go, going back to the question thing, do, now, where do you do you guys design these questions yourself, or do you have like a, a source I'm, I'm that gonna, you? I'll send you? I'm going to send you a deck. Oh, so I love after that. This, yeah, I'll send you a deck. And so this this was the biggest thing. You know, this is one of our most popular uh, classes because we teach it with couples. A lot of entrepreneur groups bring us in, and it's me and my wife teaching it. And really, it's there's a lot of deprecation on following the crazy entrepreneur, me. And my wife has, is entrepreneurial, but not as hardcore as me. But how I was messing it up and what did we do wrong and how do we fix this and get the rhythm straight? 
And that is one of the most powerful things, Darius. If you go with better questions, you're going to fall in love more. There's going to be more intimacy, more respect, more excitement, you know, because these better questions, better relationship, really. Yeah, I love that. Do you incorporate any type of questions into the the board meeting with the kids that's formalized? Or is that more just like focused on them, paying attention to them and just kind of going with them? What, what are your thoughts around how you show up at, at those board meetings? Well, that's a perfect lead in. So, so the way the family board meeting was set up is you're going to set up a day, four hours uninterrupted, one-on-one without electronics. Now I call it intermittent tech fasting, doing a fun activity of their choice with some focus reflection. And so, you know, fun activity with focus reflection afterwards is the shortest definition of experiential education there is. I love experiential education. I think it blows away lecture. It's the best way to learn, especially for children. I think even us immature adults. Um, And you're just using this with their kids. They're planning the day. You're going all in. And so let's say you go and you're, you're, you're climbing tall buildings in New York next week. You say, hey, what was your favorite part of the day and why? You know, oh, my favorite part of the day was climbing the Empire State Building. Oh, cool. Why? Well, just seeing the viewer. No, oh, the construction of this. And you start to learn a little bit about them. And normally, so that's the starting question. For all of these board meetings, I say, what was your favorite part of today? Oh, cool. Why? And what will normally happen is they'll share, Darius, and you know what can happen is they're going to say, what was your favorite part of the day? Hmm. And this is where a lot of cats in the cradle might come out. You're decompressed. You've been one-on-one. You've had no distraction. You're like, God, I love the hell out of this little guy. And you're like, you know what? I just, I didn't get to do this as a kid with my dad. And this just lights my soul that I get to do this with you I, and, and to see you so excited and, and in this new environment and getting to have this time. That, that was my favorite part. That's what this is about. And they're going to be like, wow, did he just say that? Like, this is where, you know, us you know, stubborn Irishmen and stubborn Persian and whatever we are, where we had this upbringing that we weren't supposed to really share that because it doesn't come naturally to me. I got to tell you, bud, that's where they're able to do it. And normally for step three, I've actually really shortened it to it's one-on-one intermittent tech fasting, saying the unspoken. And I've talked about this actually at GOT. A lot of the times I believe to help heal the relationship with our spouse or our children, we're either a sincere apology or a genuine compliment away from making it really happen. Mm. That's it. That's what most people are looking for. And us stubborn, silly entrepreneurs, we can take a a 10-minute situation and turn it into a four-day debacle when we're already overloaded because we don't want to swallow our pride and give a sincere apology. Or we're so busy in doing this or holding to such high standard ourselves, we don't give that genuine compliment. You know, this is something I learned with with, uh, Rand at, at Stegen Leadership. Um, you know, how to actually give the, the, the uh, Lencioni's, the SBI's. I give those to my family now. Um, and, and that's just key, Darius. When you've had this time with your spouse, you're setting that, that daily, that weekly rhythm of the date. And you're not having the phone in, in the way and, and, and you've planned it or you're not doing this thing in New York. You're going to feel a difference and you're going to be going, oh, I got a little gym on my shoulder. Wow, I feel decompressed. I feel aware. I feel proud of myself. I've set this trip. You have a golden opportunity, my man, to say something to your son that he doesn't even know he needs to hear, but it's going to help his life. And I know this now because I have a 17 and a 19 year old that I adopted and my stories in the book were, you know, they had gone some through some real tough stuff, no fault of my wife from her first marriage. And the things that I was able to say and communicate to them, they said, change the trajectory of, of who they believe they are, our relationship. Like we're talking really big stuff. 
I love that, man. What's um one question I had, and, and I heard somebody had told me that that they they do this with their adult. They, I mean, they said the family board meeting is, is, has become a thing that they still do with their children who are no longer children. It happens like whether yeah. it continues into adulthood. What tell us about that a little bit? Yeah, I have a friend Kevin. He has seven kids, seven kids, and he's come to one of our retreats. But all his kids are grown. I think his youngest kid is twenty three. One, one day a year, he flies to wherever his children are and plans one day a year with each of his children one-on-one with the phone turned off, doing something fun that they planned out to to spend the day together. One day a year. He's like, they've moved out. They're over the age of 18. You know, our thing is 18 summers. You got those 18 summers of real quality time. That's going to diminish after 18. Just it's statistically true. So make the most of those 18. So if your kids are over 18, what would it look like? You know, look on, let's say you have a, some of you out there listening might have a, a 30 year old child. Imagine if for the last 10 years you had gone anywhere they were in the world, just one day a year to meet up with them one-on-one to give them focused time, not at the big family function or at this passing by thing with tons of crowds, just you guys one-on-one. And that's what a lot of people do to adapt it for that older age. And they've said it's absolutely changed the relationship and all the time in between is that more meaningful, that much more under the surface, which we all want. None of us want this surface nonsense, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Like I was just thinking about that because my mom's in California and I'm, I'm in Austin. I was like, and I'm like, I haven't done that with my mom. I would love to do that with my mom. Um, yeah. and, and, um, you know, you had mentioned your, your dad passed, my dad passed when I was 22. So i like, the opportunity's never even been there, but, but it, I think it really comes back down to all these things combined together, this, this focused time to, to really pour into the relationship and, and to kind of let everyone let their guard down. And to your point, you know, you know, I said it earlier in, in, in the show, you know, I hit a wall four years ago where you know, my kids were, I, it was actually, I was in a hotel room in San Francisco, uh, for a forum and, and I, and I did Tim Ferriss as a thing where you audit your calendar from the previous year and you kind of look week mm-hmm. by week, day by day. And you say, you just kind of like take note of where you spent your time and you're supposed to kind of like make notes on things you'd like to do. And then you put them in your calendar for the next year. Right. So he says, I don't like a new year's resolution. I like a new year's audit. So I was doing this and then I said, you know, Man, I traveled a lot that year. I wonder how many days I did not sleep in my bed. And I, and I, and I, you know, like the hash mark one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five. I did that yep. on the back of this, like, you know, nice hotels, like, like stationary. And I filled up the whole back of it. It was a three by four. And I was like, shit, I'm only through August. And, and I counted and I was at 121 days. And then I, and I did the rest of the year and I was at 192 days. And I had this oh shit moment. Now, my kids then were, my oldest was probably eight and my youngest was four. Wow. And I was like, I spent more time not sleeping in my bed than I slept in my own bed in my house. And I had realized I'd been doing it for the last eight years since my kid was born. And I was like, something's got to change. And I pulled the e-brake and it took, but when you're scheduled that hard, no mind you, I had a thousand person company and I was, you know, I, was, I had all the good excuses you could come up with. And sure. I called my assistant and I said, Hey, clear my calendar. She said, well, dude, you're booked through June. And I said, I looked and I was like, well, clear as much as you can. But it took a few months for me to unwind my calendar. And from June of 19 
until now, obviously COVID helped. I've been, I've been here and I've been around yeah. the kids. And, and how it, do you and feel? It, how do you feel, Darius? Do you feel better? Uh, no comparison. I, what I, what I tell, you know, I do consulting now and I'm, I'm moving into private equity, which is interesting because it's me getting busy again. But, um, but I, I told, I tell clients it's really expensive to get me on a plane. And the main reason is I don't want to not see my kids for the main reason is I know that 18 years from now, or I have 18 summers, right? I have 18 years and then they're gone. And even my old, my oldest is 13 he was in seventh grade. My youngest is in third grade. And I look and I'm like, this is, dude, this is it. I have a buddy, Leo Shvatty, who says, it's a shooting star, man. You blink and they're going to grow up. And and I heard him say it and then I fucked up and did, it wasn't there. So you didn't was, fuck up because you got a, you got a 13 and a, and a, 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 and a third nine. grader, did you say? Yeah, nine, nine. 13 and nine. So some people don't hear this until their kids are 28 and 34. So, and, and I still think they have some hope, but it, not as much because it's, it, it, or it's going to be harder. Let's just put it that way. There's, there's a, fun, the, the great thing about us entrepreneurs, Darius, we are all about adapting that. That's what we have to do, right? You, you don't necessarily have all the answers or all the solutions. We have to come up with them. But if we put things in, in a different mind frame, I think you can change them. I'm going to tell you a really corny little story, but one of my best teachers for um for for changing my schedule and everything like you're talking about was Sonny Corleone. Now Sonny Corleone in The Godfather was a horrible man, not a good example. I'm not saying anything of his father or or, or his his marriage or but he said something really powerful. If you remember after the Godfather got shot and he was trying to really avenge his dad and he was so dedicated to his family, uh Tom Tom um what's his name? The the concierge said business is just going down, down the tubes, Sonny. This isn't about family. This is about business. And Sonny said, you know what, Tom, business is going to have to suffer because he was so dedicated to his family and his old man. Yeah. He was emotional. I took a lesson from that. I actually rewinded it a few times. So what's happened in my life. I have a little Sonny Corleone on, on my shoulder, Darius. And, and sometimes I get put to something and I'm like, uh, you know what? Well, the business is going to have to suffer, yep. but the entrepreneur in me is not going to run my family over, but he's like, when we're like, well, I don't like business to suffer. How can I rewrite it? How can I rethink this? Right. So right. it kind of holds me where it's like, like I know one of my good buddies, he's a great, he's a great speaker. He's like, I do, I do half the amount of speaking that I used to even less. And I charge double and some people don't want to pay and other people don't. People are like, Hey, you could get four times the bookings. If you just cut your price in half, he's like, you're not getting the idea here. I don't want to be away from my family. I'll take less. I'm doing more. But that little Sonny Corleone, when I said business is going to have to suffer, it's a stopping point for me to say, this would be really bad for my family. I'm not going to do that. I need to rethink how I'm going into this. Who am I going to bring in to help me for any of my business ventures now? I'm very aware of that. And and I know that's corny, but these corny things stick with us. When I go, business is going to have to suffer. And I go, okay, it's going to have to suffer. That's not the way. How do I rethink this? Yeah, I love it, man. Well, so so first of all, I know we're, we're running out of time here, and I, I want to get you out of here on, on time. Um, you know, the book is an amazing book, The Family Board Meeting. You have the education company, 18 Summers. 
how are some ways entrepreneurs can hook up to learn more about the stuff you're doing? I mean, you're doing amazing work. Your work's changed my life. This, this, I've been looking forward to this podcast literally since you, the day you booked. And just so I could have this conversation with you and I wanted our listeners to be able to have it. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart for that. Um, but no, it's great to see you Darius. Yeah. So what, no, the, this is great. The, Sorry, the way ahead. to get in, 18summers.com. Um, you're going to be able to learn about what we do, our programs, our book. Obviously, the book is on Amazon, and so are our date cards now. We just made those available uh, by popular request. Uh, and so you know, I didn't even tell you this. We are doing a, a full book release with updated content around both marriage and expanding into more stories of successes for the family board meeting. And we're releasing this book Memorial Day weekend with that 18 summers theme. Uh, so there will be a new version of the family board meeting come out with expanded with new information in it that's been requested over the last 10 years. So we're pretty excited about that. So that will be coming down the pipe very shortly here. Very cool. So 18summers.com is where they can connect on with all things Jim Shields. And all things products. us or Amazon as well. We're on Amazon, of course. Awesome. Um, you know, normally I, I prep people for this before the show started, but I, I was so excited about all, all of our connections and, and people we know. I forgot to, to prep you. So I'm going I'm to put you on the spot, but you seem like a guy that can handle being put on the spot. So um, on The Greatness Machine, we have a question called The Greatness Question. And, um, and so I'm going to ask it to you right now. And, um, and, you know, take a second, think about your answer. But we always like to, to know, like, how do you create greatness in the world? How did, how did you do it? So our question is this, what is the number one barrier to creating greatness that you've overcome in your life and how did you overcome it? The greatest obstacle to creating greatness in my life and how to overcome it. Yeah. How'd you overcome it? The greatest obstacle in my life, Darius, and how I overcame it was, I think, things that you and I hit on of programmings that we were given as a kid, not necessarily maliciously, but it could be general generation passed down to generation to generation and actually being able to see a larger horizon for myself that, you know, for me, if I had listened to people around me, I'd probably be an alcoholic working two jobs at the supermarket and driving cabs and just getting by. I think that's what was prescribed or expected of me. Um, from people that really didn't know me well and to overcome what I thought I could achieve and also create a belief in myself and do have the courage to do things differently. That was really important. And the way that I got over those things was exactly what you and I talked about today, Darius, having the courage to put simple things into practice, even if it felt like it wanted to make me puke, but also the way that really got me over it is surrounding myself in a room with people that really cared and had the same ambitions and had the same doubts. I mean, everyone we named from like 15 different people I've been in a room with and we've shared that. And I think that power of the mastermind um, and openly sharing, here's my vulnerabilities and my weaknesses. How do I fix them and working on them collectively with people I know, like, and trust? It's been a game changer. Um, and that's, that's been my secret, really. I and also, 
having the courage to beat the drum on something that was important. You know, this family thing, so many people said I was out of my brain. You're going to talk about family life at a business event. Like, like, what are you, you're not a psychologist. You're not on that. I said, exactly. And that's why people are going to listen. Um, and, and so that was huge too, sticking to this family mission. Um, and the way I had the courage to do it is because a lot of the people that you named have continued to support me, which I'm very, very, very grateful for. I love it, man. Jim, what a pleasure. What a treat to have you on the show to share all your amazing work. Uh, so much gratitude from me and from us here at the greatness machine. Thank you so much, my friend, for coming on. Really appreciate you. You're welcome. No, great, great chat today. Always appreciate it. Have a great time with all your buddies in a few weeks at the big event. I will. I'm going to see him a week from today. Um, with that said, listen, leaders, entrepreneurs, share this with everyone. Everyone needs to hear it. Whether you have a family or planning on having a family, this is a podcast you need to, that you need to share with those you love. Until next time, peace out, everybody. We love you. You are listening to The Greatness Machine, and that's a wrap for today. Listen, if you love what you heard, subscribe to the show on whatever podcast platform that you're tuning in on so that you don't miss any of our future episodes. We have tons of great people coming on, and we're, we're stoked to have you here to enjoy it with us. Leave us a review. Tell us what you love most about this particular episode. We love getting the reviews. We love to see what you guys love most. And if this particular episode you know, made you think of someone who's leveling up in their business and in their life, print screen, share it with them. Leaders are the best givers. And after all, we're all here to support and grow with each other. And in case you want to see some of the fun behind the scenes shots or some of the things that we're doing, I'm actually writing about this in my weekly newsletter. Go to www.therealdarius.com and subscribe to my newsletter. We're talking about fun things like business and life and mindfulness and cryptocurrencies and gosh, I don't even know everything and anything, but it's tons of fun stuff I write about. I try to get it out on a weekly basis. You can subscribe at www.therealdarius.com. And with that said, look, thank you guys so much. Appreciate you. I love you. Peace. We're out of here. See you guys on the next one. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you wanna learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.